Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You are listening to my 10th episode of Mosh Time, which for me is a little bit of a milestone, but I know it's not a lot, but it's a lot to me. Today, I've got a really cool band on, Altered Revelations. I've got Garrett, Lane, and Mike. Can you guys hear me? We can. What's up? So pretty much for everybody listening, this is besides the test 30 seconds ago, this is our first time speaking to each other. So whatever you hear for the first time, I'm hearing it for the first time too. And I'm pretty excited to be doing it this way because I think it's it's interesting. Um, So you guys are out of Los Angeles, right? And you're like a heavy metal metalcore band? Correct. Yeah, on both accounts. What's the scene like over there? Because I know that in over there, music is definitely a heavy scene. But how heavy is the heavy scene? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's all over the place. It's well, we live in Los Angeles, and so it's not as much up there. But a little south of that, like Long Beach, Fullerton, uh, South Beach, and all that, Anaheim. There's a huge scene for pretty much everything metal. We have, I mean, the shows we play range from traditional metalcore all the way over to uh, like the deathcore and beat down metal. And it's, it's all over the place, but it, there's definitely a very, very heavy, heavy metal presence out here. Well, that's great. So how did you guys find each other to make this band out of all the people looking to be involved in this music? <laughs> well, uh, Garrett and I found each other at birth cause we're brothers. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Well, congratulations. Yeah, so <laughs> easy pairing. Um, and then after that, when we came out to LA, we found Mike through another band. It was called One Day After, and we actually joined with them for a little while to, uh, you know, kind of learn the ropes and find the scene and stuff like that. It's got some talent. Yeah. And so once One Day After kind of broke up, uh, Mike, I don't know, we always got along with him well and figured that he would be a good fit with Altered Revelations. So we got that whole thing started together. So is it just you three? Yep. For the time being. So how does how does that dynamic work because i know that i don't see many metal bands with just three people so do you enjoy that would you ever welcome a fourth or fifth member or do you like where you're at right now uh right now it's it's kind of cool we've gotten used to it because i guess it's a uh, uh less cooks in the kitchen so to say um yeah for sure for sure we have a pretty um uh, similar taste and stuff so it's really easy to to write and work with uh with amongst us three but definitely looking for you know more members to complete the live show yeah oh for sure whenever i think about stuff like that i think about caleb shomo for beartooth i'm pretty sure i talked about that on my last episode but i just think it's crazy because he writes and does everything as far as recording and stuff like he records every single instrument but for live like music he has the band Beartooth. But everything as far as album-wise is just Caleb Shomo. I don't know if you'll listen to Beartooth, but they just put out two new tracks that were super sick, and so I'm, like, really into them right now. Nice. Um, but you guys, what's with the album? What's going on with that? <laughs> well, we put out our EP almost exactly a year ago, actually. It was our debut EP. So we're currently writing new music, but we're still really, you know, pushing on that one and um, trying to get everyone to listen to it, all that fun stuff. We, um... Uh, I wouldn't call us a concept band. We like doing storytelling, though. Like, that's our thing. Each of our songs yeah. a full story that we made up. And so we, we drafted kind of more like, what's the story going to be first? And then build the music around that. So the music is all, we, we relate it more to like a, a movie score kind of thing than just, you know, a, a metal album. 
I mean, that's what it, yeah, right. That's, that's super interesting. Yeah. So that's what, how does that writing process go about? Because not every, most people don't write like that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh well, it's different every time we, um it, it, we pretty much just go on whoever gets the idea first. They'll come to the group and be like, I got this awesome idea for, for example, we're writing a pirate song right now, just because they had the fun idea while we were in the studio and uh, Lane and Mike started working on it and then showed the rest of me and then they kind of went from there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then we just, we add and accentuate. So, you know, someone has the idea and kind of runs with it and everybody goes, that's pretty cool or that part sucks or whatever. And then we kind of improvise and figure it out from there and then build each of our instruments around it. Uh, because we're also, we're, we all kind of play everything. <laughs> so it can. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so like primarily me and Mike write the strings, the guitars and stuff. And Lane does pretty much all the drums. Well, all the drums so far. And then uh, a lot of the lyrics, we kind of share lyrics, but then we all figure that part out together because we all rotate on stage too. So we all are all over the place. So you guys rotate like what you play on stage? Yeah. So basically, um Partially because we get bored, but also because we only have three members. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, we want to keep it interesting, and it kind of adds its own unique thing to the stage. Um, we, yeah, we'll switch around on certain songs, like uh, Garrett will do drums on one, and I'll do vocals, and Mike on guitar, or Mike doing vocals, Garrett on guitar, and me on drums. It just depends on whatever the song is, which kind of uh, is cool, too, because it gives us the freedom to, um, to change it up. Uh, as far as like on any given night, people aren't going to know who's doing what part on each song. You know, we'll kind of switch it around and make it a different show each time. Yeah. Do you feel like people really enjoy that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say that's probably what people the most is <laughs> that uh, they're like, I like how you guys switch around on stage. You don't ever see that. I'm like, yeah, we were desperate, but it's, uh, it's fun. <laughs> so, but it works. Do you yeah. ever, okay. So do you go into a show Okay, wait, hang on, explain it to me. Do you go in and you all stick with the same instrument through the whole set, or do you change instruments through the set? We, uh, we set. So basically, we've uh, gotten it down pretty well now, too. There was a bit of a learning curve, but um, we kind of we run some backing tracks and we have little transition pieces that kind of keep the, the flow of the set going and switch off. And uh, like, I'd say there's typically right now, there's like a halfway point. Uh, where we'll kind of switch into uh, a different grouping of people on different instruments. But uh, it changes every time. Yeah, I just, I've never heard of anybody doing that, but I never also have thought, oh, they should really change and he should play this and like he shouldn't play that. Like I've never thought of that. But now that I think about it, not that that's in my mind. I'm just thinking of like all my favorite bands. It's like, man, what if they just walked up on stage and they were all in completely different situations, like positions that I don't know. I think I would enjoy that. Yeah, we find it fun. And it'll be more fun, that, fun too when people know us and they're, you know, talking about it before the show because we stand outside venues thinking about what the set list is going to be for whatever band we're going to see, you know? And so. Yeah just adds another layer to it. Like who's going to play what today kind of thing. Cause eventually everyone's going to have their favorite version, you know, of the songs live. Oh yeah. And that, I feel like that in itself would get people saying like, Hey, have you guys seen altered revelations live? Because literally like, I don't know who plays what for sure. <laughs> like that in itself, I think is very, 
I would come back and say, hey, I saw this really cool band and they all play different instruments and they switched. And I was like, what the heck? That would, I, I don't know. I think I would enjoy that. And I hope that everybody watching it really appreciates that because you never see that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're hoping so too. Tell your friends. I'm just kidding. I'll, everybody listening, <laughs> go see them live. I mean, I hope somebody listening is out of, I'm sure somebody is out of LA, but if okay. we're in Texas, if you guys come to Texas, I'll come. We're working on it. Yeah, you let me know. Oh, yeah. Um, so who do you guys get inspired by? Who do you guys listen to that inspire you to write songs, especially since you guys are kind of into storytelling? You know, who who storytells like that that you guys get inspired by? Well, we'll actually go around the circle here because we all have a few different ones, so I'll let Mike go first. Perfect. My favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, well, I think all of us across the board are going to say Avenged Sevenfold. Correct. Uh, a a big influence for us uh, musically. Two or three of us have tattoos. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, also, for me, I like a lot of um, more of like the old school, like metal, like 70s, 80s era stuff. And a lot of that stuff uh, deals with like, you know, fantasy elements or storytelling, like your Iron Maiden type stuff. Um, but I also yeah. like movie scores, Danny Elfman stuff and uh, little, some off the you know regular path. Yeah, for sure. Um. This is Garrett. Uh, like you said, Event Sevenfold, that's across the board. We're all big fans of that. And that's what kind of helped bring us together writing-wise because we were like, yeah, this makes sense. Um, but I, I like, and lately I've been, since we've been in the local scene, kind of going down the rabbit hole of the heavy, heavy stuff, like the down-tempo breakdowns. So I'm big enough yeah. fire to murder and uh, Spite, we've got to open for them not too long ago. They're pretty amazing. They're fairly new. Uh, that kind awesome. of um, and then story-wise, Lane will tell you about a couple of them too, yeah. All right, let's see. Story-wise, we got bands like uh, Crown of the Empire. That was a big one for us. Okay. We yep, great. Getting super into Ice Nine Kills. Too. Real late to the train on that one. Yeah. Glad we caught it, yeah. But, I mean, they're doing a lot of what we want to do as yeah. far as the storytelling and everything. And it's just incredible music. It's as catchy as can be. It's Oh, it's so fun. We got to see them at Warp Tour in uh, Ventura. Was it last month? when they, It was like the second stop. And they were, we were sold instantly, man. They were good, especially live. Ice Nine Kills? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I've never seen them live, and I, I did go to Warp Tour, and yeah. I was going to see them. But the thing was, I was going with my friend, and yeah. she, like, I had my boyfriend, I had my friend Sarah, and neither one of them listened to Warp Tour music. <laughs> but they were like, oh, you know, since you're going to go and you want us to go, and it's the last one. We can never go again. We'll go. So I sent them a list of bands yeah. that I wanted to see. And I put Ice Nine Kills on there. And so Sarah made a playlist. And she had some songs from each of the bands. And she said every time Ice Nine Kills came on, she said she just had to skip it. But but she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't get it. Like, she likes the Mayday Parade stuff. Uh, and it's just the different where, like, there is the line between punk and heavy metal. Because even though I feel like those scenes are often integrated because they're both kind of like outcast and overlooked, there is also still the line. <laughs> and whoever likes punk may not always like the metal. I like both sides, but there is, like I said, there's that line. But no, I can get behind you. I like, I like Ice Nine Kills a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so those are some, those are the, the top of the list anyways, the broad spectrum, but yeah. Yeah, so, and you said Crown the Empire. Yeah. Um, as far as like storytelling, because I've never really listened to them, but I guess 
I don't know. I guess I really never thought of anybody like writing in a storytelling manner. But now that I think about like back to some songs in my mind, I'm like, I could see that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's great. So you guys play, do you play a lot of live shows since you have such a stable scene where you're at? Uh, we do actually, we try to shoot for, I mean, in town, you know, you want to get them too close together, but we'll play all over the area. So within like an hour of each other, at least once or twice a month, there's a couple where we were just doing like every week we had a show for a while. Um, and we're, we're working on branching out and kind of going out in different States and doing like little mini tours now too, but we, we stay busy, especially out here. We stay busy. Yeah. I, uh, was wondering, um, the other day after I did go to Warp Tour, how much, how in shape do you have to be to play a show? <laughs> like, is that a thing? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that depends. I think our genre, you especially need to watch that. We actually got a nice awakening on that not too long ago. We got to headline the Viper Room a couple months back. Uh, okay. So an hour, which you usually don't get when you're like a local band kind of thing. So yeah. we hog wild on that set list. And got super excited about it and got about, and there's a very big difference we found between playing live and playing in rehearsal because you get a little more excited when you play live. So by, I think, the sixth song in, we were all about to pass out. And we're <laughs> we all work out. We all have active jobs and lives and stuff. And we're younger dudes, so we really try. And even still, because we all do everything. So like I'll get on the drum set and we switched right when I was about to pass out. And then Lane's turn and then you get on the microphone and the same thing. And Mike. He's a wild man, so he likes to jump on and off the stage the whole time. So we're all like, they closed that curtain after an hour, and we all just collapsed. So, oh my, yeah, it's, oh. it's and a warp tour, it's ridiculous with the heat and everything. So yeah, you got to be in pretty decent shape to do that. I'm guessing. How many songs were on that set list? Uh, that's a good question. What was it? Like, it was, I think ten, 10 or eleven. Yeah, there was only, I think eleven. So eleven songs. Oh my gosh! So halfway through, you were you were spent. Yeah, and the- I can't even imagine. That's a good time. I, Our favorite thing. Yeah. That was, that was a good uh, reminder of how much more there is to do. So now we're yeah, really respected if you watch, you know, the headliners out there that are doing hour, hour and a half sets. Sure, you got Guns N' Roses doing three hours. Yeah, sets. <laughs> insane. So, yeah, that's pretty Gun- respectable on its own. Guns N' Roses is outside doing three hour sets right now? They, yeah, absolutely. At this very moment, right outside. <laughs> right outside? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I'm just thinking, I don't know why I worded it like that, but man, they're old. <laughs> like, oh, right. But I years of training. That has to be just like years and years yeah. of training. Absolutely. Definitely. Oh, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, I just, I've always wondered that because when I sing in my car, I, uh, which it's just me singing in my car by myself, I get like, I get worn out from whatever. I don't know. My, so my jaw, this is super off track. My jaw, I think I've like dislocated it before uh, and my jaw blocks and I've noticed that whenever I try to like sing for a lengthy period of time, I start to yawn and it's almost impossible for me to avoid the yawn. Is yeah. does that happen to people? That that makes sense actually. Yeah. Well I have a same I have a similar thing with my jaw is weird and disconnected, but um yeah, I mean I'm sure you can trace that back to, you know, the way you breathe when you sing and all that. That's all technique that you have to learn over time so that you don't do things like that or blow out your voice or have to yawn too much because there's too much air pressure somewhere. I don't know the exact science, but it sounds like it's legit. So I'm sure that's what it is. Wow. Yeah, that's the science. I've had yeah. before in the middle of the <laughs> doing vocals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Or you just try to, I don't know, I tried to mask it with 
some screaming. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, our stuff can be messy, and everyone goes, "Yeah, that was sick." So that's. Yeah, I'm just like, where did this yawn come from? Like, <laughs> it made me wonder if that happens to everybody, or if I'm just like tired all the time like what is going on well, my but, uh, new fear that i found that luckily it hasn't happened on stage yet but i did it in practice this is a weird small tangent i we have one that's kind of like a ballad so it's it's mainly acoustic and so I, I sing a lot of that one i stepped on the mic stand like on the, the the pedal on the ground and didn't know it so it came flying into my mouth while i was singing <laughs> so it made nice loud bang noise and i kind of gagged on it a little bit <laughs> so <laughs> Oh my contrast God. to like the bomber cowboy thing we were doing oh, this is weird noise out of nowhere so i'm worried about that kind of thing more on stage it hasn't happened in front of anyone yet but yeah you're worried about swallowing the mic pretty but, much yeah, now very audible swallow in the middle of a show however michael was having a hard time standing up straight in the last show <laughs> he'd spin around and then just be tumbling over and i'd have to try yeah. to catch him in the middle of the yelling we like to move around a lot oh my gosh so uh is it do you guys have like does everybody have like a fear of something happening on stage besides like swallowing the microphone is there something <laughs> that you want you're like oh i don't want this to happen today uh i'm sure we do i, I think it depends on the show mike can you think of anything off the top of your head? uh the only thing i can think of is i think everybody would be a little afraid of being on stage and uh having a sudden feeling of having to go to the restroom uh yes or any type of so I think uh, so that's it yeah for me. it's fairly manageable but yeah I, I, yeah I'm still getting used to switching between screaming and singing so I always work I'm going to I'm 27 I still feel like it's changing so it does a crack every once in a while but yeah so <laughs> I think you guys are breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? I hear you, yeah. Can you hear us? Okay, perfect. It sounded like super like robotic for a second. Mm. I was like, sounds like they're laughing. So I hope like, <laughs> it's not bad that I'm not laughing. I can't hear them. <laughs> but um, no, well, my fear, if we haven't established it, is yawning. But I will never like play a live show because I'm not musically inclined so I don't I guess have to worry about that but um I guess the bathroom things are that sounds I, I thought about it in the sense of like when I'm at a show do I ever have to pee but I I don't like that's the last thing I think about yeah but it's like leaving and missing my favorite song because I had to pee well sometimes you don't have time before you know you go on stage or whatever yeah yeah that's under, that's so understandable I I don't get it because I'm not in that situation, but at the same time, I get it. Um, about that next time you watch your parents, like, I hope none of them have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I, I hope none of them have to pee right now. <laughs> um, so, as far as, so, last thing that I, as yep. another way of advertising and branding, do you guys hit heavier on the live music? Do you get more out of that? Or you do, do you get more out of your socials and interacting with people on there? Uh, Right now, I would say probably the live show. We work really hard on our socials, but we're still fairly new. Okay. So we're building up on that. We try to be as entertaining as possible on the internet. So please feel free to look up. We're on everything. Altered Revelations at Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff. 
and our music is everywhere. So YouTube, we're on all of the, the music streaming sites. So feel free because we, yeah, we try to keep it entertaining um, and informative. Uh, but I think, yeah, the live show is probably where we do the most connecting because I think that's just the way it is. Just real life, especially, is the best way to go for actually, you know, getting people interested. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I think live shows, it's different. Like, you can throw your music out there. You can make a music video. But I feel totally different after I see a band live. Oh, yeah. And whether I've heard them, like, the first time or not, I mean, there's always a different experience. And you look at them differently. And the reason I started doing podcasting is because I listened to the podcast um, Lead Singer Syndrome by Shane Told. I would listen to that conversation of, you know, whoever – and then I would go back and listen to their music and I would hear it differently. And I just thought that was super incredible. And I felt like 